Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. We've been talking quite a bit on money and me about the rises when it comes to food prices and wondering whether that's going to lead to increased margins for companies in the sector. We've been looking at indices to do agricultural price index rises for food and beverages and raw materials moving up sharply this past couple of months and asking what this means for global suppliers. Today, we're going to take a closer look at uh, three companies in particular here in Asia, Wilma International Limited. Limited, Asia's leading agribusiness group headquartered right here in Singapore. Olam Group, a food and agribusiness operating across a value chain for some 20,900 customers in 70 countries. And Golden Agri Resources in the business of oil palms, uh, growing oil palms with farmers and producing fuel for today and the future. So we're going to ask about the link between the bull case for commodities and the inversion of the yield curve happened 13th of June this year. Nirganan Tirichelvam saying he believes commodity prices may rally in the face of negative yields. We're going to find out why. He's head of consumer sector equity research at Telema. Good morning, Nirganan. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing really well. Great to speak with you. Help us understand the inverted yield curve. We know that occurs when short-term debt instruments basically have higher yields than long-term instruments of the same credit risk profile. Help us understand what happened on June 13th. The inverted yield curve is a situation which is relatively rare. It only happens uh, every three or four years. Basically, it means that the two-year Treasury yield, U.S. Treasury yield, Mm. is higher than the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield. When you have an inverted yield curve, most people feel that that is a prelude to a recession. Yet you're making a bull case for commodities. What from history supports this argument? If you look at the last three instances of the inversion of the yield curve, Mm. in February 2000, In July 2006 and in August 2019, the Bloomberg Commodity Index rose in the first two instances by 12% and in the last instance, in August 2019, by 24% in the two years after the inversion. That suggests that the inversion of the yield curve is not necessarily a predictor of recessions. It could be a prelude to a commodity price spike. If that is the case, Mm -hmm. the acceleration in commodity prices, the increase in commodity prices that we've seen since the start of this year could be just the beginning and we could be in the throes of a massive commodity bull run. Help us understand, though, why the yields for shorter dated bonds, what this means for the costs of companies uh, carrying commodities. Well, negative real, uh, real yields for shorter dated bonds have basically reduced the carrying cost of commodities. So commodity traders are facing a relatively low real cost of capital. So that could increase their risk profile when trading these commodities. Mm -hmm. But leave that aside. You need to look at the structural changes in the commodity space since 2014. In the last eight years, Mm -hmm. there's tremendous underinvestment 
in the commodity space. There's been underinvestment in oil and gas capacity. There's been underinvestment in copper. In a number of commodities, there's been a drop in their investment levels by about 50% in the last eight years. When you have low investment in commodities, it means that we could move to a situation of shortage. So this commodity bull run could be a function of the demand and supply cycles that have driven commodity prices for a number of years. And which regions do you think can help to benefit from what the inverted yield curve is signaling about the possible bull run in commodities? Usually when there's a commodity bull run, it helps the commodity traders. Over here in Singapore on the SGX, there's one of the world's greatest agricultural commodity traders listed. It's a company called Wilma International. This is a stock that has exposure to uh, palm oil processing, soybean processing, and sugar processing. It's one of the largest agri-traders in the world, and it could uh, be a beneficiary of a commodity bull run, and usually commodity traders like Wilma do well in a bull run. So Wilma is currently trading at $4.01. The stock is down about 3.84% year-to-date. What do you think is the current investor sentiment surrounding Wilma? The investor sentiment is strangely sanguine at this point Mm. for a number of reasons, for reasons that are somewhat misleading. In other words, people are viewing Wilma as a company that may not necessarily benefit from a bull run in commodities because it's a processor of commodities. Right. But usually, if you look at the history of the stock, though it is a processor of commodities, it trades like a producer. So in the previous bull runs, it actually did very well, which suggests that investors need to give this stock a lot more recognition than they're currently giving it. Do you have a target price for Wilma? We have a target price that implies 35% upside. All right. Wilma International, $26 billion market cap, among the largest listed companies here on the Singapore exchange. Uh, We were talking and you say Olam International as well could benefit from a commodity rally? That's right. Olam is a very important agricultural processor. One in four of the chocolates in the world is supplied uh, by Olam. It's also a major supply of lentils, of a number of other essential commodities such as uh, cashews. And they're another beneficiary of a potential food spike. Olam International currently trading at $1.52. When you look at their growth outlook for the company, what do you see? The growth would be driven by the stronger demand for food in emerging markets. As Mm. emerging markets such as China, India and Indonesia become more prosperous, Mm -hmm. there would be greater demand for these uh, food commodities. And in particular, in this current situation where food prices are spiking and there is dislocation in food supply due to the troubles in Ukraine and then troubles in a number of other places, a company like Olam that is uh, connecting buyers and sellers in the food business becomes even more important. We were talking earlier about lack of investment, you know, structurally by companies in the sector. If you look at Olam's balance sheet, $15.8 billion in debt as of end of December last year, up from some $13 billion a year ago. What do you think of the health of their balance sheet? Investors need to uh, look at the balance sheets of these companies very carefully. Not only Olam, Wilma is one of the most indebted companies on the SGX. In their defense, they would always argue that the inventory that they carry on their balance sheets, for Mm. example, the cashews or the palm oil or the soybeans, can be easily liquidated 
And though they have a lot of this inventory on their books, the inventory can be converted to cash if they require it. Hence, the official net gearing statistics, that the ones that you quoted, mm-hmm. may be overstating the true exposure of the company. Oh, before we go to Golden Agri, I need to ask you, Olam currently trading at $1.52. What is your target price for Olam? We don't cover Olam. Don't cover Olam. What about Golden Agri? Do you cover that? We don't cover Golden Agri, but we have a bullish perspective on palm oil. All right. And so you think that it is also likely to benefit from this bull running commodities? That's correct. That's correct. Now, uh, to put this into perspective, they have about 500,000 hectares of uh, palm oil land in Indonesia, Golden Agri. And uh, to put that into perspective, that is about eight times the land mass of Singapore. So that company alone has a huge amount of palm oil production. All right. And what do you want to leave investors with when thinking about what's ahead when they look at the inverted yield curve, Nuganan? Investing in commodities in a time of inflation is an excellent way of hedging yourself. All right. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Nuganan Tirichalvam there. The last three instances, he tells us, of the U.S. 10-year yield falling below the two-year yield or the inverted yield curve have been followed by two-year commodity rallies, 12% uh, back in 2000 and July 2006 and 24% following the inversion of August 2019. Nirganan Chalvam is Head of Consumer Sector Equity Research, Telema. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.